There we go. Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. And my name is Emily. And uh, yeah, this is a this is a podcast. This is a video podcast. It's, a, it's video also a podcast. podcast. There's an audio version. It's like quality television and radio show in your preferred format. Ta-da! Do you like to listen to my nasally voice or do you like to look at my okay face? Uh, I think we're just here to talk about cats. Mm, largely. My cat was down here early. She hates it when I'm down here this late. She's like, uh, hey, Emily, it's, you know, it's like quitting time, right? Yeah. You know, you shouldn't work so hard. Yep. You shouldn't work so hard. I don't recommend so, it. So, yeah, basically my what's new is I've started saying no to freelance offers and I've actually dropped um, a freelance client just because it was taking up too much time. Good for you. That's actually, that's a, that's a huge step. Yeah, because I remember, because <laughs> I remember last week we talked about because Literally, like an hour before we recorded this, I did the premiere because I'm doing those on Monday nights now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've started doing it. Much better engagement, livelier bunch. I like it. Um, as long as I can do it because I, I won't always be able to be there. Um, sure. And I, yeah, no, so, I can't, I couldn't be there either. It was during no. my commute. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd set it for a little bit later, but I was like playing a video game, which I haven't done in a while because I've been too busy. And uh, I was like, oh, I got a notification. <laughs> Apparently, I'm doing something in 15 minutes. Uh, is that a bird? Yeah, I think I'm hearing the bird noises as the sun goes down. Oh, that's really nice. Because I put the AC yeah. in at my window last week, and it's not really that sealed. As yeah. I take the screen out of my window and then just filled in the gaps between the hose and the window with a, a towel. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't properly. I should probably do that. Anywho, probably um, you look like you got a haircut, but you didn't. But I did. I, did I also not got get a haircut. A that's another. That's another. What's new? Uh, the guy who cut my hair plays for the sings in uh, a bunch of bands, including a Seattle's favorite Halloween Queen cover band, Halloween. Nice. Thanks for the haircut. I, I paid him, so it's like I'm, I'm saying it like I got it in trade. This like week's episode brought to you, brought to you by uh, bought to the you. guy I who mean, cut I guess, my hair. I guess you could say that about ad spots. This weekend's this week's episode bought to you by. Um. <laughs> you know what? I would gladly have a sponsor who just would cut my hair. Yep. Every six weeks or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would say the same thing, but I also haven't had a haircut in going on 18 months now. That's, I mean, I think Rick has you beat, but mine was 13 months. And I like the length, so I'm glad I got to keep most of the length. But uh, I needed, I was filming a demo and I just, the intro was like, hey, my name is Emily and I need a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I've got split ends out the wazoo. I mean, it's yeah. it's a mess. But yeah, Rick, um, he has beautiful, beautiful curls. So like, it's, it's really nice. Uh, he likes to put it up in a bun like you do. I could say something funny about his hair also, but I'm not going to, because I don't think he would appreciate that very much. Fair. But yeah, I've been turning down some freelance writing gigs and 
Uh, while it always, I, I don't know if it was the 08 recession, probably the 08 recession, or just really being underpaid for literally every year I was living in Nashville. But the idea of turning down money, like, really stresses me out, even if it would mean that I would be working 80, 90 hour weeks. Like, I gotta sleep. But more yeah. than sleep, I gotta do fun stuff for me. There's no reason to make that much money if I can't enjoy the things I can get with money. Yep. That money is sense. a vehicle, not the end game. That is very true. Yeah. And for Jeff Bezos, the vehicle is going to space and maybe coming back. Yeah. We don't know. I don't want him to die. I don't want anybody to die. I hope it's a successful mission, but also I would, I would be fine if he just like stayed there, like just thought it was cool. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yeah, I've done everything I can do on earth. I've made money on earth. Now I need to mine the moon. (laughs) If the moon was made out of cheese, would you mine it for money? Maybe. Yep. (laughs) I would definitely take a bite of it. What kind of cheese is it? Manchego? As long as it's not provolone. We went on a road trip this last weekend, and on the way out, I was like, I realized I haven't eaten dinner. I'm supposed to be driving for like two or three hours yeah. late at night. And so I need to eat something. And so I ran into the into the, to the grocery store. I'm like, the sandwiches, like the, the sandwiches were like $8 for like this teeny little sub sandwich that looked disgusting because it was like 9 p.m. Yeah, and like, not, I, that's I, not that you should just ask for a discount. Like, will you sell some for four bucks? That's, right, I, I'll I pay in know. cash, haggling at a Kroger with mm-hmm. cash as if they actually people care. don't even. Ma- actually, <laughs> I have I have haggled at Kroger. Really? I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I went to customer service for something like, <laughs> and I success. I it's not a great story, but like, it was like a product was damaged or something, and I'm like, mm-hmm. can I get twenty percent off on this? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> Well, I didn't feel like haggling. The family was in the car. I'm like, I got to get going. So I just sat and looked around for a couple of other options. I'm like, oh, or I could get a couple of these like charcuterie cheese and meat roll-up situations for like seven bucks a pack. Oh, I'm like, I like provolone on a sandwich, but just eating provolone is not, not fun. It was so stinky. When we opened it up in the car, it was so stinky. It tasted phenomenal. Yeah. But poor Melissa was yeah. such a champ. She's like, that smells disgusting. And she didn't roll down the window. It's a good woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyways, the math checked out. I'm like, well, I could get a couple of these for the same price as a couple of sandwiches. And we don't need to eat that much. We just need like a little something in our stomach. And that's probably yeah. going to be a lot tastier and less likely to give you food poisoning. Sure. So. Yeah. 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 <sighs> so I guess that was what was new with you. But you have a hat. And you I, had, and I, 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 assume that, I assume that you didn't just get the Lambertones hat. Uh, you know, you might assume that, but also last time I, the last thing I got from Lambertones was a shirt. So. Oh, that was from a contest. How do you remember that? Jeez. Um, you and Clifton Worley both won it, I think. Well, Clifton Worley had the contest. I, I think he, Clifton had the contest and I won. I think that's the only contest I've ever won on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I've won. I won the simplifier and I won the Valco Blood Buzz. And how many of those did you receive? Both. One of them took. One of them was fast. The Valco Blood Buzz, and one of them took over a year. 
Well, and uh, just constant bugging. I'm like, you, you should. <laughs> the thing is, like, you shouldn't do a contest if you're not going to fulfill the contest. I, I feel like that is probably illegal. Probably, <laughs> it's uh, probably well, very, very low on the totem pole of things that are illegal. But it seems like fraud. Mm. I don't know. It's Unrelated. That cares. does remind me. I've been trying to like unlearn the habit of using the term totem pole. And it's really difficult for me. Yeah. Because I'm um, so used to using it and I hear it all the time in corporate culture. Say low on the fretboard instead. <laughs> it's what, what do you got against cowboy chords? Come on. As we established Nothing. last week, that's all I can play. Uh, I don't believe you when you say that. So, no, anyways, I've been trying to unlearn it and I just, it, full confession, I've been having a heck of a time with trying to. Mm-hmm not say that verbally and every time i start to say it like i pause my sentence everyone's like go on you you can it's this is a safe place and yeah no i can't i I just freeze i'm like what what am i supposed to say instead i've never really used that phrase so that was not a hard one for me but to i'm trying to say get that's crazy or that's insane and and i don't know if saying that's bonkers is better but it feels better it feels less like offensive. Now we might actually be losing some people. Anyways, um, <laughs> so you're you are correct though. I didn't just get a hat. I also got a um, a nice coffee cup that was laser engraved with the, uh, the Lambertones. Um, you didn't get any electronics logo on it, uh, and I also got a nice bag of coffee. Uh, which coincidentally, oh, back, well, so back to the coffee cup. I'm going to be a total tease here. I'm going to drag this out. The coffee cup is cool because it's got uh, a twist, it, the lid on it. It's a two parter. So the top of it's just the cap to the lid itself twist off. And it's a 360 degree spill resistant sipper lid with a really nice, like comfortable lip on it. So I can just like sip coffee. So you really can nice. sip it from any angle, from any angle. And it's, it's not like I, I, Kept in the car for like completely full of coffee as I was slowly mm-hmm. sipping on it on our drive back from the weekend. No spills yeah. whatsoever. It's great. Um, that's pretty nice. That's that's really nice, especially for cars. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, that but was I have su- so many mugs. I can't. I couldn't justify getting another. That was super nice. Mug. I, I totally admit, though. I don't know if that's something Curtis sells or if that's just something he throws in every once in a while. But I do want to say publicly, thank you, Curtis. Um, and if you did, if you bought something from Lambertons and didn't get one, feel upset. No, Listen, no, it's no. okay. Sometimes there are friendships. Sometimes people have connections that you don't have that kind of shows up and it's probably going to make you completely blurry. So pull it back toward yourself pretty slowly. Yeah, no, Curtis, and, Curtis and I have been keeping in touch uh, and remaining friends over the last couple of years since he was what, our second or third episode originally. And this is yeah. Merch. I don't even see merch. Oh, I see a humbucker hat for sale. So that's all I see. I don't so see the hats are for sale. Uh, this, ta-da! Ooh, it's an HSS HSS set. And the humbucker has the. Oh, I have to hold this closer. It's got the foil cover on it. Yes. Instead nice. of the, is that uh, called the grinder or something? This is the grinder. Although the, the, so both of the, both it's of the double shot and a grinder, the triple shot. Although I guess it is. Well, but you only have two. I only have two. So does that make it a double shot? Curtis. Let me have my dad joke moment. Good Lord. <sighs> that's fair. That's completely fair. I'm going to have to ask yes. Curtis about that and see if that's, 
that needs to change. Anyways, uh, yeah, so I got the set. I'm super excited, but I'm also like, <gasps> I still don't have a body for the guitar. So I've got the neck. I've got the tuners. Um, oh, he also tossed in a neck plate, so I'm going to add the neck plate to the body. Uh, oh, so yeah, I, I have one of the neck plates. I've got pretty much everything but the uh, kitchen sink. Everything the but body. the body itself for the yeah. guitar. Uh, I don't know it's if this is going to show up. No, it's it's not in the not in the bag. It's not. Sorry. Second. There's not a ton of contrast. It, it's this is those, really like, this is very thrilling for the hundreds of people who actually listen to the podcast audio version. Yes, that go. was visible, and, and I now you can see my camera. <laughs> no. um, yeah, so mm-hmm. I. Uh, no, I'm super excited for all this. I, I'm just completely blown away with how pretty this is. Even like, ah, it's just all so well done. And I'm now going to frantically start searching for who can get me a body the fastest. Because I'm going to be impatient. Warmoth um, pre-made is going to be the fastest. That's probably, probably. going to be the fastest. I might give up my... Especially d- since they're like, right, and put y'all up or something. Oh, yeah, I might give up my hopes and dreams of doing a nitro build. So- I don't think it would be a good idea. So I'm not gonna, so I've decided against doing the build myself. Um, so it's down to do I want to pay someone to do nitro, or am oh, I okay. happy to get Warmoth to do a poly finish and just accept that it's not going to check an age? Do they not do nitro finishes? Mm. Nope. Yeah, I mean, that's. I, I have selected the parts that I am dead set on, and I've already talked to Sean from Gun Street about the wiring harness and got a couple down to a couple final ideas on what we're going to do there. And I'm just down to just the complete paralysis of what am I going to do for this body? What am I going to do for color and pick guard? And yeah. Those are. Those are big decisions because they're not really undoable. Not easily. <laughs> and, oh, you wouldn't. Not for free. Is your autofocus turned off on this live cam? Is it possible that the the live stream is being interrupted by the recording? Because it looks no. fine on my end. Just do the thing again. Because you, you want another thumbnail. There we go. See, that's better. All right, all right, all right. Gaslighting me. You sent you sent the the patrons a thumbnail of my nose. You can see my pores. Uh, yeah, that's because you <laughs> did the thing in the live po- in the podcast. The I had no choice. And he was, you um, if, you, if you don't want it, timestamp it and tell me to remove it while it's happening. Because I, <sighs> it was, it's funny. I'm like, oh yeah, I have extra days to do to edit the podcast. Now I edited it this morning, <laughs> like the morning it got released. I had extra days, and I waited until more last minute than usual. And this week you're going to have extra days, too. I'm going to have more extra days this week. Yeah, we are recording this a little bit early because um, I guess I, I'm going out of town this weekend. So before this episode is released, I will have uh, gotten on my first plane in the last 18 since since NAM 2020. Yeah. It'll be the first time I'm on a plane, and I'm kind of freaked out. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, you'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, wait, you didn't go on a plane when you saw your brother the other month? That would be this upcoming weekend. Oh. Yeah. Cele- celebrating right. my brother's two-year anniversary of being sober. Proud of him. For him. And uh, very That's excited nice to celebrate. 
So, anywho, what's uh, what's new with you? I already said what was new with me. I've just been saying no to things. And also, oh, I got this really beautiful mug at Pike Place Market. Oh, I, oh my goodness. I guess Pike – I haven't thought that Pike Place Market would be open again. But I It was imagine- open – it was largely open, I think, because it's open doors. But it's been – I mean, I got this back in May, so it's not really new. I just don't. Ha- I just literally don't have anything new. I got my in ear. My in ears came back in. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that reminds me. Now, I think I'm gonna order a. Um, I've been recording the the big cans, and I tried mm-hmm. when we had Andy from Pedalboard of the Day on um, to make the in ears work, and they just the extension that I have just won't connect right, and I'm getting really mm-hmm. mad at it. I'm thinking about literally just burning it. Um, okay, fine. I'll just throw it away. Uh, or stripping it for copper. And I need to put in an order with sinusoid. I think I'm just going to do that. Oh, yeah. I, I have one of those extenders. It's pretty nice. It's just the sort one of thing of like yours. you don't need all the time, but when you need it, you really need it to work well. Yeah. Not That's one what of those, they're good like, for. Pre-molded. Well, sinusoid is good for a lot of things, but sinusoid mostly is good for reliability. Yeah. Natural lifetime warranty. But I wouldn't hate yeah. I wouldn't hate to start wearing in ears for the show, partially because yeah. I've just been wearing these a lot more lately and uh um, like showing them off. When he said these listeners, he was pointing out his earrings. Last I week earrings. I wore my um my AKG uh K seven oh one uh reference headphones, open backs. Yep. And someone, someone on the channel made a comment about them. Like, what are those saucers? What are those? They're big, nice headphones. I big like open backs. Nice. I do too. I've never had them. Um, it's it's nice when you're not in a room with other people. Exactly. And that's why I don't have any. <laughs> but, uh, it's actually my- just a really nice natural listening kind of feeling. My roommate had a set of grottos. Open backs in mm. when we were in college, and every once in a while, I'll be like, "Hey, can I borrow your headphones?" <laughs> <laughs> I just need this. I need. I need this to sound good. Yeah, I have the UERRs, the reference remaster that they did with um Capitol Records, the uh, record recording studio, famous recording studio. The the left ear is quite a bit more comfortable than the right ear, but damn if it doesn't feel good and sound good. Oh. And just yeah, toys again. Things that I afforded to buy, but have not afforded to use. Fair enough. Time-wise. Fair enough. Yeah. But shows are coming but, up on the horizon. Things are starting to continue to open up, which is exciting yeah. and frightening and exhilarating, and just kind of all of the above. Yeah, we've been getting um, we've been getting offers. I think I mentioned last week that there was one. I, I, you know, I can't confirm until it's confirmed, but like we've said yes to, uh, two going on three things. I think we're working on getting, uh, two more things together in late August. Uh, we won't be playing before late August, but, um, it's nice to have that to look forward to. It was itchy for how much I really want to play a show. Totally. Yeah, no, I was listening to KXP on the way into the office this morning, and they're like, oh, yeah, and, like, Japanese breakfast, and, like, this band, and this band. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do I need to start buying tickets to shows? Like, can I start doing that? Am I allowed? This is so strange. I'm going to be buying tickets to see Rap Boys whenever that gets announced here, because I know it's happening. 
I just want to win. I'm bummed. I covet announced a West Coast tour and they're not coming up this far north. Like, no. <laughs> That's not West Coast then. How far north are they no, going? I think like Reading. They're not going. And I'm not so driving down to Reading for a show. <laughs> yeah. It's a California tour. Oh, gosh. I hate it. I'm sorry, bands. I hate it when you call something a West Coast tour and it's literally just California. And like, maybe Seattle's Las a place Vegas. too. People live here. Yeah, you can go as far north as Vancouver. I don't know how they afford to do so. Do what? Live here. <laughs> no, we were having this conversation in the office oh, the other people. day. And, yeah. and they're like, uh, someone was complaining about it. They're like, oh, yeah, we put in like a bid at like X amount of dollars. I think I think they put in like for $200,000 over asking price or something just absurd on like a $1.5 million home. And they got outbid by someone else who bid like over half a million over asking price. I'm like, holy cow. Okay. I wish I could feel worse for people who can bid $1.7 million on a house. But right. I mean, it sucks <laughs> that we can't buy To be buy clear, houses. they weren't anyone at my pay level. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's weird. It's just like the inventory is so low. Right yeah. now, like we, we, if we go in an open house in a neighborhood and we're like, oh yeah, we don't know. Maybe people say the, the realtors straight up say to our faces, if you don't have to buy right now, you should not be trying to buy right now. Yep. Unless you have to like move bananas. to Seattle for a job. You're coming in from out of thus town. Have to, th- thus have to buy right now. I could hear that. Yeah. Sorry. I just poured myself a uh, refresher. A spindrift. You guys, you guys say the things as you show them because now I'm like. It's spindrift, but there's also I'm definitely tequila. Up and a mug with trees painted on it. I definitely put tequila in the can, uh, so I could have a, a low calorie Paloma. Mm. No added sugar, just spindrift and a little bit of tequila. I don't like spindrift. Oh, I love it. It's so much better than Lacroix. Yeah, I'll agree to disagree. Everyone has their. Tastes. Okay, let me let me rephrase that. I enjoy it so much better than Lacroix. But All right. I also tend to love super sweet things anymore, which is really strange because I used to have like Lacroix the most, isn't sweet. It it's got like an artificial sweetness without being like actually sweet, like not like. I don't know what sweetener. flavors you're drinking, but that's not. There's I, just I something don't, to I don't it. Know. I don't. I don't care. I don't agree. It's fine. <laughs> I am more concerned like, with Lacroix's CEO's comments about disabled people that. Fair. Shit. Now you make me sound like a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I don't blame anyone for buying. That's just a personal thing. I, I don't think that's like a, like everyone needs to not kind of a situation. I, that just hit me the wrong way. And uh, yeah, I, no, that's yeah. that's fair. That's you know, talking rain is local. Spindrift is a bit healthier. Whoa. Talking rain uses sponsored timber. Talking rain is I'm great. Just, honestly, I want to be honest. I just get what's easier to find. And you know what they have at the Costco? LaCroix. They also have Spindrift. Yeah, three flavors in the but Costco But I don't pack. like, but I don't like Spindrift. <sighs> I don't know. I'm to think of, I like Bubbly. Bubbly's another one I actually like. Bubbly is too bubbly for me. I can't You know do what, it. dude? Eat it. I don't care. <laughs> this is the worst conversation we've ever had. And I'm very tired of having it. Um, so sponsors. Retweet if this is the worst. 
from the worst conversation we've ever had into one of the best sponsored spots we've ever done. This week's episode of the Get Offset Podcast is sponsored by Rude Tech, based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Their uh, big pedal right now is a three muff 14. It's three Russian big muffs in one with a wide range of extremely easy to use tonal possibilities. No turning 15 knobs, you flip a toggle, you hit another switch, you get what sounds good. It's a really yep. fun pedal. It looks really handsome. Um, they also have the Ain't Afraid Cancer Fighting Fuzz, both as a pre-assembled version and a kit. So uh, those uh, proceeds from the portion of the proceeds from those goes to a great cause. I put the kit together in about two hours, had one snafu that was completely my fault. Went back, fixed it in five minutes. Boom, shakalaka, fuzz. One knob fuzz sounded really cool and gnarly. Um, what else do I have to say? Oh, they- yes. Use the code GETOFFSET at checkout to get free domestic shipping or a discount on international shipping. That's rude tech effects. And uh, added bonus, uh, don't let the, the name uh, lead you astray. They are considerably less rude than I am. It's like when I tell people, um, uh, I, when I used to intern at the beggars group, I got to actually meet some of the bands and I'm like, I'm at fucked up. They actually seemed really well adjusted <laughs> <laughs> or like, yeah, the violators, Kurt Vile and the violators, the Viol- the violators, Kurt, Kurt Vile's backup band. Yeah. They were actually really, really nice. I didn't feel violated like, really at consider all. Consider it. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Retard was actually a really sweet, nice guy. I think I, I've I've talked about this before, but he was especially interested in just like chatting with the interns and like seemed really, really down to earth. Yeah, and he made Very great cool. punk rock. Very cool. Punk rock is great. I'm a fan. Memphis style garage rock. I just like best, loud. Best punk rock scene in America, Memphis. Can't say I'm particular, particularly familiar with anything from Memphis in terms of punk rock, but. What about Goner Records? Who boy! Um, the Oblivions? Look, I just like loud and noisy and energetic. Anything that fits that, chances are pretty solid. I like it. You would like it. Um. Yeah, uh, what. Let's see. Let's just pull up some some names. Uh oh. Yeah, I don't think I don't. I don't know if you would know any of those. Um. <laughs> oh shoot! My brain just stopped working, and now it's back. It's okay. It came back. Um. I think I mentioned. I don't remember I mentioned this on the pre-show, but uh, t- we're we're recording this on Prince's birthday. And though he did not celebrate his birthday, I choose to celebrate it. Sirius XM has um, a channel dedicated to Prince at least all month. It's on channel three thirty three. Uh, today I was listening to her, nice. of her signature Stratocaster, uh, hosted an hour and it was really just beautiful to hear her talk about Prince and, um, she would say, you know, uh, she said, and I, cause I thought this too, people come up to me and they, who knew Prince and say, Prince would have loved you. He would have invited you to Paisley Park. He would have produced your album. Like he would have loved you. And she kind of ended it by saying, We love you, Prince. And I got kind of choked up and then she played Purple Rain and then you logged on. I was like, back. (laughs) (laughs) 
it was at the end of the guitar solo, thankfully. So it was pretty much the end of the song. So it was yeah, decent I, I definitely got strong vibes. Like, am I interrupting something? You yes, sent me you the were. Link. You were interrupting a very personal, private moment between me and myself and the purple Yoda. Yeah. Well, apologies oh. for interrupting, but it's okay. To Prince. Well, he wouldn't have liked that at all. <laughs> well, I liked it, and um, fine. I'm, I'm a narcissist, stupid. so that's what matters. No, I was talking about the, the alcoholic beverage. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like this guitar. Oh. Topic. That's, that's your... Wait a second. I just remembered I'm wearing something. There we go. <laughs> this wasn't planned. No, it wasn't. I get on, and Andrew's like, let's talk about pride. And I have just now realized that I am wearing my This Reverb Kills Fascist shirt because I was considering demoing the Dan Electro Spring Reverb today, which is something I bought uh, for a very small amount of money. Um, and if you uh, follow me on TikTok or Instagram, it's the one where there was the video of uh, the delivery guy just swoosh, throwing it over the uh, my fence. So, yep. Um, and I know that the person who owns the organization that owns Dan Electro, it's the Evis Corporation. And uh, their founder is real homophobic. And I don't like that at all. But I do like that they make affordable guitars. So I'm going to donate like 250 bucks or something to the Trevor Project. Uh, yeah, I was going to get it round to the Trevor Project, actually. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, so um, yeah, I guess I'm just hogging the conversation. Andrew, what's the topic? Yes, because when it comes to pride, the person that should be hogging the conversation is a cishet white dude. <laughs> I mean, um, that's only marginally worse than a cishet white woman, but yeah. All right. So first of all, full recognition that we haven't done a great job of observing the months of this last year. I don't. We just consistently didn't because I don't think we did Women's History Month, Black yep. History Month or yep. AAPI. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, I just want to acknowledge that I'm aware that we didn't say a whole lot during those months on those particular topics. We probably should have, uh, and next year we should do a better job on that. And with that said, it is pride month and it's something that should be talked about. And Mm -hmm. I think the, one of the overarching themes that I'm seeing multiple years in a row now is like, ah, oh, here we go. Corporations are going to try and take advantage of this and use it as a marketing stunt. Uh, yes. Very similar. Like everything. Like that's capitalism. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> everything becomes a marketing sense. How can we relate to our target market? And it's less about what certain companies actually care about and more about let's make the most of our marketing impact. Let's talk about clicks per dollar and like all the other metrics. Like how can we get this down to some very concise KPIs that prove that we are doing a better job of running our business and taking advantage of this opportunity to maybe get a little bump that we need. And yeah, it's greedy. It's greedy. It's frustrating to see. Um, even as someone who – as a cishet white dude who's not personally affected by that necessarily, it's so frustrating for me to be like, come on guys, like really? And so I, it's so very pervasive to the extent that when I see a company that does something that says something, it's like, Oh, you're saying that something decent, that's refreshing. Uh, It really stands out to me. And so a company I'd like to call out and just, 
kind of the front end of this conversation is like, I, I actually really appreciate what this company said. Uh, and I just felt like it was, I thought I'd like to call that out. Um, Cower Guitars. Yeah. Doug is great. He, I remember meeting him at NAMM. He's just an absolute bundle of joy. And it does not at all surprise me to see uh, something like this posted from him. Um, so I'm just, I'm going to read it. And Emily, you uh, share your uh, instantaneous reaction. Okay. Uh, small personal message here. It is Pride Month, and it seems like the month where businesses put – I screwed this up already. It is Pride Month, and it <laughs> seems like the month where – okay, I didn't screw it up. Uh, where businesses put puts a pride flag on their account, but to me personally, it's always it always feels a bit pandering and disingenuous. Ding, 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 ding. To be clear, I'm not attacking anyone over this. I just want to say to our LGBT, LG, LBGT family members and friends, we love you, we're proud of you, and continue to find happiness and love for yourself. We loved you last month, and we will love you just. We will love you next month just as much. But the pride flag is your symbol, not our, ours, to use as a marketing tool. I would hope our actions and how we treat everyone is a better indicator of our support. Doug and the Cower Crew. I think that's really nice. And I think that the key is there are two keys in that. And one was that we loved you last month and we'll love you next month. And the other one was that uh, it's it's not our flag to use in marketing. So I want to start with the first one personally, um, because Hillary Jones on the Midriff podcast just touched on this last week uh, in her episode with our friend Tia from Working Class Music. Um, she went through and looked to see which brands who did Blackout Tuesday have said anything about the civil rights movement since Blackout Tuesday. Uh, but not actually not really that, but more like, did they donate money and talk about it? Did they donate goods to um, uh, not auctions, but uh, raffles and things like that? So that was kind of uh, illuminating. And I that's, I think, maybe the more tangible point. I haven't noticed a lot of guitar brands doing the pride flag stuff mm -hmm. have you not a ton no um let I me think... let me open instagram and just check out some big names here let's look at fender nope same logo let's look at gibson same logo let's look at dan electro <laughs> same logo ultimate ears changed theirs i'm just seeing that in my feed but yeah, I haven't noticed that permeating the music industry as much as it permeates like the alcohol industry and industries that have a that I think want to at least have a big LGBT base. There are a lot of LGBT guitarists and uh, several builders, um, none of whom I will name because that's not my business to share. Um but some are really open about it, like Dismal Axe based out in uh, Nashville. She's trans. And we'll talk about that. Um, we all know that Fran from Frantone is, is trans because she's, you know, outspoken about that and has talked about that. Um, who else is really public about it? I don't um, think I actually knew that about Fran. All right. Well, it doesn't matter for all intents and purposes. And she shows um, just relate, uh, put together a, um, the in Instagram social media drop saying that, hey, we've been reading through the comments. We have noticed some things and just want to throw this out there. Yeah, we support all all women. 
like all. Yeah. I mean, as you grow, you have to kind of reiterate those sorts of things. Right. Because it can get really, really nasty really quickly. Where did their posts go? I thought that was, oh, that I'm, because I'm looking at Bobby's personal page by accident. Sorry. Uh, Still some great content there. Um, there's There's a really funny one. That they posted. Oh, yeah. So, um, She Shreds is a space that is safe and invited to all musical expressions, identities, abilities. Yada, yada. Woman and GNC guitarist and bassist. la di da di da All good things. Okay. That wasn't exactly what I meant. So, basically, they're saying if you're going to be a dick, we're going to delete your stuff. Um, there was a... Where did that go? I had a lot of fun with that one. Oh, there. <laughs> it's a picture of Melissa Etheridge and uh, Tracy Chapman. Oh, God. That's gross. Uh, Tegan and Sarah and the Power, Powderpuff, Powerpuff Girls. It says, if you are female and play guitar, you have a 93% higher chance of being gay than if you are female and don't play guitar. <laughs> and that sounds like a made-up statistic, but also it also sounds like a true statistic. You know what I mean? Um and I like I just think that's kind of a funny thing to point out. There does seem to be a lot more openness and um, like L- the LGBT world in guitar for women than there does seem to be for men. That's something I've noticed, and I think there are a few reasons. I think that you know, women who you know are LGBT probably are a little bit less generally like tethered to gender norms and. Don't have somebody pressuring them to, like, get married, settle down, have kids, give up your career for your husband's kinds of things. Sure. I think that's one thing. I think there's also just, always just been a lot more representation from literally the beginning with Sister Rosetta Tharp. And, uh, and like, for this generation, the 90s, like, um, especially in folk, Ani DeFranco is even though she was married to a man and had children with men. Uh, she, I think she is. I could be wrong about that. Uh, uh, the, uh, um, Melissa Etheridge and, um, ooh, the Indigo Girls. Yes. Emily and Amy. <laughs> and then into the new, actual new generation, like people who grew up listening to like Tegan and Sarah. So I think there's just been a lot more visibility for a long time, especially it was cons- like really considered a bit of a, the, the nail in the coffin. If you were a man trying to make it in music and were gay and it wasn't like musical theater, like it's as bad, it's, it's as bad as sports. And I still think there's a, a lot of people who aren't accepting of gay men and music. That's I think that's shame. changing. It is a shame. It is a shame. Yeah, this is where I come to the conversation as someone who likes to think that I'm relatively empathetic, but like I I want to do – how do I phrase this? I feel like I'm at risk of being the – casual white ally that wants to be like, I want to do something more to help. I want to like, this is like, this is important. And then kind of just drops off. And I, hmm. 
Where do, how do I? I've got like eighteen different thoughts running around the back of my head right now, and pick one. Pick one. Ah, that's so hard. It's like asking me to pick a, a color for the the Jazzmaster body. I think where I'm running is similar to where I've got 18 thoughts in the back of my mind. I've also got like 18 thoughts of like, what are things I can be doing? Like here's 18 different things I can think of. Um, one of which I, I, you mentioned earlier, which is something I've been talking with Melissa about doing for Fox Cairo is what would it look like for Fox Cairo to do something similar to what we did last year for Black Lives Matter, where we have donated all profits from sales on the Black Lives Matter uh, toppers. Uh, all profits from that have been donated to our local chapter of the NAACP. And what if we did something like that for pride where we donated and the, the organization I've looked at is the Trevor project is the one I'm leaning towards right now. Uh, if we decide yeah. that we're going to go forward in that. And so I want to be able to do something about these things and put my money where my mouth is at. And I, I guess the follow-up is, I, I I have to figure out what that balance is of I'm listening and I'm not just trying to like throw money at things just to, so I can be like, aha, I helped. I'm not a terrible yeah, human but being. When you give, but giving money is important. Totally. I mean, because like these organizations can stretch that money a lot farther than you or I could for those good causes. I mean, I think ultimately the biggest thing for like what we can do, because like Fox Hero can make, you know, a significant financial donation if a lot of people support it um i think that the voice that we have doing what we do is more important sure probably and i think that as a as a, as a cishet man that uh the best thing that you can do is stand up to people that you know and are around because they're gonna listen to you before they listen to like even me totally yeah no, I mean, my coworkers at my day job, I, I would hope know that that isn't something that I put up with because it's something that I have called out a handful of times before and be like, hey, yeah, guys, no, 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 no. Uh, working IT in particular, a male-dominated industry where some of that conversation might be more of like a locker room talk situation, uh, that's not something I'm a fan of. Uh, no. Whether it be there, whether it be in my family, uh, the, my brother who's celebrating two-year sobriety is by and – that's been a discussion throughout the family and be like, Hey guys, can, can we just like let him live his life and love the guy? Cause he's great. And I don't think we're, we're all family. So it's not like any of us are trying to like, this isn't Alabama. Uh, no, and- it doesn't matter where you are though. Like right now it can still be so much harder. It's just like an extra barrier that you're born with. Right. So and it's not fun. Like some of those Local conversations are really important, but also on this platform and thinking about it in terms of like this is the industry that we're in and how do we do this well is really probably the question I should have started off with is what does it look like to support pride well? What does it look like to support uh, use our position to make a positive impact? Because even if I don't have the answer to that, I know that's the goal that I have in mind at the end of the day. Like that's what I want to be able to do. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Sorry. I was also fact checking in that moment. Okay. I was fact checking something that one of us said. 
That's totally All good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was like, oh shoot, did I say something stupid? Oh, the alert I got earlier was from Rocket Music Gear. Nice. Did you know that I'm um an official an artist? Rocket artist? I did. I, I did notice that either today or yesterday because I checked social media and saw a stack of envelopes, one of which had your name on it, uh, listed as artist. Mm. Shipping from Modesto, California. Modesto, California. To quote the hold steady, Modesto's not that sweet. I've never been. Yeah, neither have I. And yeah. Not the top of my list of places to visit. Not opposed to visiting, but... I mean, what's there to visit? I don't know. I've never been. There are a lot of places <laughs> in this world that I think the primary reason to visit them would be... People. Because you know somebody there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. But um, as for Pride Month, I think something that Pride Month doesn't really get that some of the other months do like black history month, especially mm -hmm. women's history month is like shout outs to support the businesses that are LGBT owned. Mm -hmm. Um, and the artists who are LGBT, uh, because there are plenty of them and they, and they make great music, many of them. Um, and the, yeah, I think the businesses is a big one. And again, like the, unlike it's one thing to be like, Here's a black owned business. Here's a black owned business because that's like a visible thing. But I feel really mm. uncomfortable doing that unless someone has really talked about it a lot, which is why right. I kind of bristled at the thing because even though that is true, I only knew about it. I can only confirm it because it was written about in an article three years ago. Mm. So, like, yeah, that's a little cons like. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is more. Um, Dismal Axe talks about it. So I felt pretty comfortable with that one. Um, Debbie ever talked about it a lot. Fran talks about it. Some, um, you know, I just, there are some things like that, unless somebody talks about it and makes a post about it. It's just, it doesn't feel like my business. I love them. Yeah. Every way to Sunday. But, um, that's one where, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not because I don't want to say something bad. Like, like people often want to stand by what they create versus these identity aspects. I've interviewed people because um, I do that sometimes, and one person, you know, said about something. She she said, "Well, something, uh, something, something." My ex girlfriend, and she's like, "Can you not mention that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I get it," because she doesn't want that to be like the thing, even though it's like, it's a part, part of who this person is and a part of this person's identity. And, you know, it's like nothing wrong with it, but that's, that's up to the people who the, the makers and the builders and the musicians, like it's up to them. I, I thought you froze for a second. No, no, I, I, sorry. I, I, I've been nodding my head a little, uh, and then, I like stop to like sit and think for a moment and I, I'm in full agreement. I, I think people have yeah. every right to decide how they would like to be represented and have control over that branding instead of other people like listen to all the things that they want to talk about the brand and then like latch onto the one like other thing that they're like, well, that I don't want that to be a defining factor of my brand. 
Yeah, I mean, it's the same way that, like, listen, I can't hide that I'm a woman, right? It's difficult. It's pretty obvious when you look at me. Like, you can you can guess that. Um, I don't want that to be defining about me. Sure. But it's it, I can't hide that. You know, I, you know, there are things that I can't hide that I do talk about. Like I talk about, I'll talk about like having anxiety and depression and taking, taking medication for it so that I, you know, don't have terrible thoughts and, you know, but not everyone, mm -hmm. mine are much smaller. Mine are large. <laughs> Those are very big. Mine are They're very 400 small. 400 milligram capsules. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Mine are 50. And it's probably something completely different, but like it is different, yeah, yeah, because you know, you know all about mine. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm fine talking about that and being a if it if it helps anybody for me to like talk about that and be a spokesperson about that. That's awesome. Happy to do it. But I don't really want people to uh, say, you know, I don't know. Ish. I feel conflicted. I feel conflicted about that. There's other things that are more private that friends know about me that mm -hmm. I definitely wouldn't want to be defined by. Totally. Um, like that I'm from Ohio. <laughs> uh, I don't blame you there. Hey. Wow. I love it. I love you, Ohio. Um, <laughs> I don't talk about where we're at. I was born, so. I don't even know where you were born. Fine, 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 fine. Bellevue? Yeah. Nebraska? Not this Bellevue. Oh, I... <laughs> I knew Nebraska. Yeah. We talked about Not it. Not Bellevue, Washington. Bellevue, Nebraska. I'd be like, wow, then you should have more family here, I would think. No. 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 No, I... I Born in Nebraska, and therefore I have an obligation to eat a lot of steak, potatoes, and corn. So I say corn. I feel like corn. corn. Is the, are they the, the Huskers? Corn Huskers. Yep. You know. I I prefer Husker do personally, but. Yep. Corn's uh, fine too, I guess. Yeah, I mean New Metal's definitely nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had a friend whose last name was Corn, and once we got our pictures taken at some local event, and the person wanted to know what our names were, and she said, "Corn, not like the vegetable, like the shitty metal band." <laughs> 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 I love that woman. I, I I agree with everything that I agree with the metal band part, not necessarily the rest <laughs> of that, but the shitty part. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree. You can you agree that they're a metal band? I I agree that they are a they are within the family, larger family of metal. Oh, wow. You need to get out more. I mean, yeah. that's been well established. <laughs> yeah. My I mean, sister and I just You also thought that No by Big Thief wasn't a rock song, so I just don't know if I trust your genre marking. Sure. I wouldn't trust my genre marking either. I mean, let's be honest. Um, yeah, my sister and I found sister. out um, that I, I, I was that I'm a former homeschooler and she went, ah, ha, ha. that explains so much. And I'm like, thanks. You know, Ryan Burke was a homeschooler too. That, that doesn't surprise me actually. That legitimately doesn't surprise me. No. I just feel like not in a bad way. Cause I feel like no, I have to, I, I have to make that. 
I have to clarify that anytime like the word homeschooler comes out because like homeschooler high five. Uh, I think that there's two positive things about homeschoolers that are are stereotypes based on my experience. Uh, unique senses of humor and uh, ability to entertain themselves. And I think Ryan Burke definitely has that extremely like unique sense of humor that yep. I feel like is very yep um, indicative. Yeah. Vaguely odds inter social personal skills depending on how long they were homeschooled. It's another I know that's a stereotype, but also homeschoolers are some of the smartest people I've ever met. Sure. Yeah. The ones who were like driven to be studious. Some were not. Some just yeah. aren't driven. Some people just aren't driven. It's the saddest thing in the world to me to see somebody with talent who's not driven. The number of people in like the songwriting classes I took in college who were fantastic songwriters and were too lazy to like ever do literally anything. And so a lot of it was laziness. Some of them just like had some bad shakes. But some of them just were like really thought they could like make it just on talent and didn't realize right. that there's, there's work involved. Well, you can just a- like r- write beautiful songs to yourself in your basement and then never show them to anybody and expect it to work. Right. Well, and there's the flip side of that scale too, in terms of like incredibly talented people or incredibly untalented people that are, that are nonetheless successful. Like, I yeah, can't well, like imagine being a really terrible boxer and then getting to box one of the, the best boxers to ever box in the ring and get can paid. You say, can you say Logan Paul is <laughs> definitely a terrible boxer? Cause he uh, did, went all eight, didn't he? It was an exhibition match. Do you see where he got knocked out and Floyd Mayweather held him for hugged him for a second until he came back to and propped him back I up? I actually did see that yeah. part, yeah. But he he still he still he, he listen, I thought he was going to die. I don't think they were allowed I don't think I think Floyd was told, Yeah, don't kill the kid. Like Yeah, go, I thought go he was going listen, Andrew, I thought he was going to die. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to die. I think it was all hyped up. And if you re- like, I was reading some of Floyd Mayweather's comments in the weeks leading up, and he's like, "Guys, this is literally just for show. It's a show yeah. match. Chill. Well, we're not actually going to fight. I'm not allowed to knock the guy out." And I don't know if he said that other part, but it's kind of implied. Um, I mean, anyways, but the point being, it's like imagine being like very mediocre what you do and getting paid out more than some of the best who have ever done what you've done. I mean, yeah, it takes a lot of talent to hit your wife. Um, oh, and which NFL player are we talking about now? Or or which boxer are we talking about, Andrew? I was watching a, a stand-up comedian on YouTube earlier while I was getting some clerical work knocked out at uh, the day job, and they made a comment about um, – someone preventing some domestic abuse from happening and then saying that's more than the NFL has ever done. I'm like, Oh, there it is. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather beat the mother of his children, but I actually didn't know that that's horrifying. He's been convicted of domestic abuse charges three times. He that is horrifying to, um, battery against the mother of one of his children in 2002 and received a suspended sentence. That is, again, I'm going to say it. That's horrifying. Not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. Um, 
What else? You moving, know, moving like <laughs> okay, but so like so Logan Paul might okay, but at the same time, Logan Paul might not be a great guitarist, but he was off. I'm a boxer. <laughs> he might not be a great boxer, but he's obviously good at something that he does. Like if you can get to the point where that's even an option, like Joe Schmo can't walk up to like Floyd Mayweather and be like, "I'm going to box you." No. No, not even that guy's been at a boxing gym for 10 years and his rip. Like, absolutely not. Like, there's some great boxers who can't get a match against a guy. Like, it's, I don't know. It's like, it's like looking at me and saying, well, she's not a great guitarist, but yet she gets guitars to, hey, well, to demo. It was, it felt like that joke was low hanging fruit to talk about the reverse of talented people with no work ethic. But I guess I'm wrong. No, I mean there are, there are people who who find success um that maybe people feel like it's not deserved and maybe sometimes it's not deserved. I feel like usually it, the success is still a symptom or an indication uh of some other abilities and that might just be interpersonal abilities, abilities yeah. to Networking make Networking is legitimately very valuable. Yeah, and some people may not be the best singer, but if they write like Lucinda Williams, Bob Dylan, not good singers, phenomenal songwriters, and their careers are as singers. You know? Yeah. They're you, so I mean, it's I I don't know. I feel like most of the time if somebody is actually successful, there's at least one thing that they're good at, and that mm-hmm. one good thing is often their ability to like connect and resonate with people yeah except for army hamer uh because that guy just was very rich and people kept trying to make army happen and nobody liked army enough but he liked eating people so you that's a pride <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry to have to go from cannibalism to pride um i mean we we I, and I brought the Kool-Aid incident the other week and you made fun of me for it. So I think we're, we're even right. The Kool-Aid or the flavor aid. I said the cool, I made a joke about the cult with the Kool-Aid and you know, Jonestown of- and it wasn't Kool-Aid. It was flavor aid. <sighs> and they, most of those people did not want to take that. No. And I think it's, I admittedly think it's very tragic. I, <laughs> I say that like anyone would be surprised. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So now we have managed to hit all of the terrible things. Um, now let's bring it back to pride, which isn't terrible because pride is great. And pride is beautiful and wonderful. And started with a riot. It did. Stonewall. Stonewall riot. Believe it or not. You want to know where I learned about Stonewall? Was it through a podcast called you wrong about? Nope. Was it through the whitewashed movie that came out that everyone complained about how whitewashed it was? Nope. Inter- was it a metal song? No. Internal event at Microsoft. This year? No, it was years ago. Okay. Uh, when I first started, I, my, my first job in the Microsoft environment um, was working as a camera operator for corporate events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember just sitting in the back of the room and I'm listening to them that they were giving uh, like an internal meeting and talking about how important this event in history was and kind of contextualizing some of this. And I remember watching like, how have I never in my life 
heard about this. This is completely- the same reason you haven't heard about the Tulsa massacre. Yeah, I didn't hear about that till last year. Straight white people didn't don't include it in history books. Um, I mean, admittedly, I don't think I knew about it until Watchmen on HBO. Yeah, I, I've heard that a lot of people watch that show and like, wait a minute, what? I was shocked because I saw a tweet that someone couldn't believe that that was real and not made up for. Yeah, for the show. The show, right. So obviously that worked to spread awareness. So if nothing Sometimes else, truth is stranger than fiction. Because it happens in the first ep- like the first minutes of the first episode. It's like an immediate thing that you you see. So it's really interesting. Um, how and that just shows how how effective it is when you have you know people who have learned about this kind of thing their whole lives and it's part of their history. That's why it's good to have uh, diverse people creating art and creating things because then you get more experiences. You get to learn. A lot more. I mean, you literally couldn't imagine American music without black composers and not just yeah. jazz. I mean, mm-hmm. like cla- black classical composers and, and novelists. Like there's, there's no way to separate American history from black history in terms of music, especially. That's why I have a shit ton of stickers that say American music is black music because it is the truth. Yep. I'm sorry. I think I'm making up for Black History Month and I guess not doing a good job at that. But yeah. Oh yeah. We should have talked about it sooner, but we're here. We're, we're here where we're at and can, yeah. coming back around. I, I think well, I'm not going to make excuses. Uh, that's not, no, it's right not, now, but no, um, So we're running into time. And so I've got some follow-up questions. Um, for who? For you. So to follow up, the, so we started off by reading the post by, by Cower uh, yes. that Doug wrote. And the first thing you talked about was, uh, so you pointed out two things. The first one was. Are you making me recite the thing or are you going to remember what I said? I, I was going to ask you to recite the thing you said because you said it and I didn't want to take credit for what you said. I actually kind of appreciate that. Um, but that uh, we love you last month and we love you next month. And the second thing you said that we haven't talked about yet. Our flag isn't yours to use for marketing. Yeah, I mean, that one's just pretty straightforward. And then I looked at the Instagram and I just don't see a ton of music brands doing that. Mm-hmm. I think it's very, very common for general consumer products. Sure. do that and uh especially like party products let's be honest like booze sure um yeah so i'm actually kind of happy to see that <laughs> that there aren't a ton of guitar brands doing this weird co-opting of someone else's identity and frankly struggles and triumph over those struggles especially so what can brands be doing and what should consumers be looking out for in brands if they're wanting to spend their money conscientiously this month and or other months? I think the number one thing that brands can do is elevate these voices, no matter what it is, 
no matter what month of the year it is, uh, but doing what they can to make sure that they have a diverse workforce, diverse leadership, leadership, uh, music brands having diverse artists and uh, creators, uh, both behind and in front of what they do. I think both, both is pretty important. Um, and I think that consumers can, you know, if they have the choice between two things, if they have the choice between getting Chick-fil-A and getting the Burger King fried chicken sandwich where they're donating part of the proceeds to LGBTQ plus. I didn't know Burger King was doing that. That was just announced today. And I don't know if it was fake. So I'm sorry if I made that up, but still, how about this? Chick-fil-A, go somewhere else for your fried chicken. Go to Popeye's. I heard theirs is great. Popeye's has an objectively better fried chicken sandwich. Yeah, well, they have objectively better fried chicken. Um, That is also very true. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Chick-fil-A was served on my college campus, my Christian college campus. Mm -hmm. Shocker. Yep. It was okay. Yeah, we had my freshman year of my undergrad experience over right end of my first semester. They opened up a Chick-fil-A right across the street. And yeah, I I ate there all the time. When I, when I had I've never money. had a Chick-fil-A sandwich that wasn't smashed in a little, like, foil bag to the point where the bun was, like, not really doing. Yeah. I've never had that thing. problem. Uh, yeah, it holds it in nostalgia. Well, my, mine, were, mine were actually brought in from a Chick-fil-A and put into, like, a cooler or something. Like oh, yeah, no, thing. yeah, sorry. If you get the, like, the catered version of Chick-fil-A where it's just, like, the chicken and the bun and a couple of pickles. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, those That's are always smashed. Yeah. But... No, it's got. You have to be smashed to eat them. (laughs) Hey, no, it's got a nostalgic memory for me, and the reason why I'm saying this is to illustrate that it's okay to agree that the food is okay itself, but also think there's probably better things we could be doing. Not so with better ways that we could be spending our money. And yeah, I mean, just just spend. I think it's important to be a little bit conscientious when you do your shopping. Obviously, like there, there are things in this world that are, that are difficult to avoid. It's difficult to avoid uh, questions about uh, Apple's labor practices when the iPhone is still the prominent smartphone. Yeah. You know, well, it's late it's, stage but, capitalism. But, if I, but 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 where I can make the choice, I'm I'm going to try to always make. The right choice, which is why I'm donating like two and a half times what I paid for that stupid Dan Electro pedal to the Trevor Project. Sure. And then I'm going to tell people about Dan Electro, about things that I didn't know until recently. Basically, things I didn't know until I published an article about Dan Electro. And then I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, honestly, until you mentioned that earlier this episode, this is completely brand new news to me. Yeah, I think it was a while ago. Um, Eva, I mean, Lord knows, I'm quoting. I quoted the Lacroix thing earlier, which is like four years ago, and I'm so upset about it. So it's not like I, not like I'm willing to hold brands or choose to boycott brands for something more than a year ago. They donated the Prop Eight, the Evets Corporation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh boy. Well, that was again six years ago. So at least it was a while ago. 
When was Prop 8? Hopefully. Oh, that was 2012. That was a long time ago. Yeah. I'm, Prop 8 was in California, right? Yeah. I remember that vaguely. So. Can we talk about Prop 8? I don't think we have talked about Prop 8. It was it was just oppo- opposing same-sex marriage. That sounds about right. I think that was probably the biggest thing. Yeah, I, I can't I think remember. It, it, it takes time for society to catch up sometimes. It does. Well, and so I turned 18 in 2012, and so I don't even remember if I voted on that. I don't think I did. <laughs> you couldn't vote in 2012. That makes me sad. I turned 18 a couple of days before the uh, before the 2012 presidential election, and I didn't Thank know. God you didn't say 2016, because I would have just... <laughs> no, so yeah, it's like to date myself, literally. Um my birthday is oh, the end of October. Man. I, I, couldn't mine was vote, I couldn't vote in it. Um, well, mine was, I voted for the first time in 20, uh, 2007. Uh, and then 08 was the first presidential I got to vote in. 2016 was the first presidential election I voted in. Um, so, yeah. Well, you didn't vote for president in 2012? No, because I didn't register in time. I was a college student. I had classes a good. I turned and it was like I would have had to go on my birthday to get my ballot in time, or to get like oh. it in the system in time for oh, me to yeah, get a ballot. Oh yeah, because you have an October birthday, so it would end of been. October. So it was literally a couple of day, like four days before or something like that. I think in Ohio you could register before you turned eighteen, and then it would just happen when you turned eighteen. No, and honestly, I'm okay with the fact that I didn't vote that time. Um, and I as where I'm at now, I pro- I don't agree with what I would have voted for back then That's uh, fair. on the presidential election as well as the uh, uh, other things. Pro- honestly, I, I'm not sure I would have voted the same way that I would have voted for right now in Prop 8. Yeah, I have changed a lot as a human. I think that when a certain amount of time passes and you haven't seen anything else just bad from a company, I don't know, like approach with caution, sure. Uh, definitely approach with caution, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely approach with caution. Um, and I, I think, Andrew, like as as you like, people do grow. People grow. Yeah. Like I've had friends grow the other way, but um, <laughs> awkward. Um, it, yeah, it, it I mean, was it was awkward and it was unpleasant. Frankly, less like, than ideal. I'm, I mourn. I mourn for. I mourn it a lot, and as much as anything I've ever mourned in my life, but. But um, but yeah, people grow, opinions change. I mean, I've had some stupid opinions. I'm sure I just parroted from some dummy in school or something. Like you hear a thing and you like, I like the, I like the the cut of that jib, and uh, you take it and you just repeat it, and yep. you don't really give it much thought. And I think that's kind of one of the more dangerous things we can do. I think there's not shame in taking a step back from beliefs or if you hear something and you think that sounds kind of nice i maybe agree with that digging in a little bit deeper pulling back layers of the onion um before you get too invested because i think that even with our belief systems we we get we we suffer a little bit from the sunk cost fallacy yes or that we get too far into and that's and that's what happens with like cults is that they get you in little by little by little, and before you know it, you're in too far deep because just it's a little more. It's just giving a little bit more, right? Until 
until now you can't talk to your family because they are um you have to shun the non-believers shun shun the non-believer shun, shun uh, take me to candy mountain chart um it didn't say anything <laughs> that's my favorite part did you hear them charlie they didn't say anything it's magical leo florida so i think i agree i agree that they're i agree but i'm gonna caveat this with a reminder that i am a cisette white man and i'm not necessarily the best person to go to for a definitive perspective on this but i i would like to think that there is room for and that there should be room for a redemption arc for a lot for a broad range of folks for people to come around and i would like to think that for a couple of reasons one because i i am that person i i would be terrified for things even as recent as 2015 uh if things don't say that out loud people are going to start cruising your twitter uh i didn't tweet i didn't i mean i had a twitter i didn't really tweet then um But things that I've said in a classroom, things that I've said to personal friends and things that I've said, I would be terrified to think that I would be held to that standard now because I'm not that, I I don't, uh, I I have less of a, I'm not that person now and more of a, I have learned more. I have more context. I have understanding. I have the empathy that I've, that I had back then has been given more context for me to then yeah. to build that out in a positive direction and less of an ignorant direction. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that what has to come with that is a little bit of that. Uh, um, what's the word? I don't know. Like, what have you done to, what do you do to make things right? Especially if you explicitly hurt a person, and namely if you explicitly hurt a person and in a malicious kind of way, right. I think that's what kind of gets lost. And I, uh, I, I think a lot about um, what people. No, I don't want to get into that, man. We it's we are an hour and fifteen in. I'm We're sorry. Super I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry for the huge tease. Just you know, just uh, it's all listen. food for that. Yeah, listen to listen Not to the definitive. episode of listen to the episode you're wrong about about cancel culture. And that's kind of what's turning in my brain today, which is another reason I don't want to repeat it because I just heard it today. I need to kind of like let it simmer. But I think we should call it a night because it's kind of late. I think calling it a night's not a bad idea. It's definitely approaching my bedtime. Yeah. And I've got to said 830. I was like, oh. Right. Just to put a little perspective in it for you, I've been literally working since uh, 8 o'clock. So it's coming up on about 14 for me. Yep. So, yeah. If anybody's wondering why I'm so tired, 14. I'm coming up on 12 because, yeah. yeah, yeah, similar reasons. Okay. Well, everyone out there, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. Goodbye. I forgot Bye. to shout out the Patreon. Bye. Bye.